Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. It's a throat surgery, so that's why you haven't been able... Because usually if you cut yourself open, you can be on the radio. But you you did the one thing that (laughs) makes it pretty difficult to be on the radio. You couldn't even talk at all for how long? I was officially not allowed to speak for about three weeks. And I mean, as you can hear now, my voice isn't 100% still. It's recovering, but for the first three weeks now, I could not speak at all. And if I attempted to, like if I had to yell at my dog or something, there was... No sound whatsoever. It was really eerie. You couldn't even whisper, right? Right. Wow. I can't imagine being around you and you not talking. <laughs> Dude, for three weeks. It is so hard not to say a word for three weeks. Like, I dropped a porcelain bowl on my foot. And oh. This was like two and a half weeks into it. So I was yell. so trained at that point that I didn't even attempt to yell. Oh. But just fighting that instinct to say something <laughs> to other people, it's so difficult. Because hmm. you could, like, injure yourself, right, in that time frame if you right. were to yeah. yeah i could have ripped the stitches mm. so to, or whatever it was they did okay i could have undone it basically and had to redo it all from the beginning do you want to talk about why you had a throat surgery well it's vocal feminization okay. surgery and adam's apple removal oh okay yeah I'm, now i rem- um i had forgotten that oh. you'd done that part yeah so they just did both of the things at the same time okay but uh it was really it was really bizarre, right? I've never had any sort of major surgery, so I was just lying there talking to the people, and the next thing I know, I was waking up like three hours later. The Freedom Convoy 2022, I don't know if you remember that one, nobody, mm-hmm. uh, but there was like, at the beginning of this thing last week, we were confused because there was the People's Convoy, which was starting on the 25th, I think it was, and then there was... Did they no, really the call 23rd. it the People's Convoy? Yeah, that's the website. Like the, the People's, People's Democratic Republican mm-hmm. Convoy? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of, of interesting. <laughs> it sounds pretty lefty. But it's not. It's yeah. all right-wingers. Is it? Uh, yeah, I mean, of course. Like, you know, how many lefty truck drivers are there out there? Well, yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. They, you don't find that many working-class lefties, right. ironically. So, so you... Uh, well, they, they are out there, but... Uh, so at the same time this thing was kicking off, it was actually, I think, the 23rd when they started the People's Convoy. There was also news about this other convoy, which was also supposed to start in California, but two days later on the 25th and only take like four days to get from California to uh, Washington, D.C. by the 1st. So they're supposed to arrive tomorrow. Well, and we played the, like the video from that guy who's one of the purported organizers who a lot of people are saying looks like a federal agent. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, he's like being recorded in D.C. making videos about this Freedom Convoy. Well, he has now announced that the Freedom Convoy has been rolled into the People's Convoy. So the Freedom Convoy never happened. All right, you had told me off the air tonight that you've been reading mainstream news about this ukraine situation and what is the impression that you have so far well remember i preface this by saying you know it's probably propaganda or there's a good chance but this Zelensky dude they're painting him as just this really awesome figure and when i see these headlines i see this i'm like man that's a leader where he's like i need i need ammunition not a ride i'm like yeah dude and it makes perfect sense america's like hey we'll get you out of there i can imagine the cowardly american politicians you know Mm -hmm. if there was an actual war an invasion of the united states they'd be cowering in their bunkers or whatever but this ukrainian president they're painting him as just this 
this soldier, this war hero now. And yeah, and it's straight up fake. It is, but yeah, because uh, <laughs> and you mentioned like the those stories, and they are always accompanied by these images of him like wearing camouflage, and he's got like yeah, but, a helmet on. I mean, and, and that's why I assumed it was all propaganda. Because I mean, if you're hiding out there defending against the enemy, who's got time to stage a photo shoot, man? Really. That's because the photos were taken last year <laughs> when he went down to Crimea and inspected the border. There were a bunch of pictures uh, taken with him in a flak jacket and him in a you know helmet. And now they're trotting those out as though they're brand new. And it doesn't take long to just do a little bit of research and you know Google image search and find the original stories where these things appeared back as far as April of 2021. RT, we know they st- it stands for Russia Today. And they're like the BBC of Russia, right? So it's a government-funded news operation. Well, Russia Today is involved with Russia, you yeah, think? Shocking, right? Isn't wow. all Russian media state propaganda? I'm pretty sure it is, yeah. Every time I ever... Like, you remember the... the there the are independent that, bloggers in, in Russia, but sure, they but, are few and far between and operate at their own peril. But television broadcasts in Russia seem to be all state-run. Remember when they came to interview you? Yeah. <laughs> that was a state operation, it was. wasn't it? Yeah, uh, the, the Russian, the state of Russia has personally made fun of me. <laughs> Wow, it's true. It was during, was and it, I still don't think we should ban them from the United States, no. the European Union, or Australia. No, they should be able to make fun of anybody they want to, <laughs> yeah, including themselves. Yeah, and, and the fact is, RT does good reporting on the United States. They yeah. do rock solid, critical reporting. They ask the tough questions. Uh, well, they, the American media is not going. No, to. No, exactly. Now they don't do it when it comes to Russia, but you know what you're getting when you go to RT. Yeah. But According to, uh, well, RT, Australia is now suspending RT's broadcast, and so is the EU. So Australia's satellite operator Foxtel notified RT Saturday that it is suspending the channel's broadcast distribution in Australia as part of its services, quote, in view of concern about the situation in Ukraine. I think in this case... Putin is probably in the wrong. I mean, just it's from what I can nobody tell. invaded his country. Yeah. Okay, so that's usually my criteria: is who you know, if if somebody dies in war, the question of whether they were a, a terrorist or, or a freedom fighter uh, generally comes down to whose territory were they on. Well, were they now, on their own ta- territory or somebody else's? The question is... To the Russians, what, they are on Russian territory right now. Well, right. So the question is, what is really happening? Because right. if what is happening is Putin is invading all of Ukraine and rolling tanks into all the major cities and you know bombing buildings or whatever, then that's you know clearly an act of war. But if what is happening is what the Russians are claiming is was happening... Which is they are only going into the provinces in which that have declared independence, the Donbas uh, areas of Luhansk and uh, what's the other one, Donetsk, and where the Nazis are trying to exterminate the Russian loyalists or whatever they're being. Well, the story is something to that effect. The, the story is in 2014 these areas declared independence. And now Putin is acknowledging their independence and is saying, okay, you guys want some help because the the Ukrainian government has been bombing you for the last six years and attacking your people. We're going to bring in some uh, some troops to help you out. 
There seem to be, interestingly enough, protests against the war in Russia. Yes, that's um, right. I've got a story about that, too, uh, where they are absolutely cracking down purportedly on these anti-war protests in but Russia. But is this the Western media just taking like uh, four people calling it a protest and no. then going, hey, look, Russia's against it, the war. It looks Looked, large. Uh, I mean, of course. And again, you know, this is this is the problem of living in the world in which we live is that there are no trustworthy sources of information, right. literally none. Um yep. You know, I and and that's unfortunate because I've seen images of of very large protests, what what purport to be very large protests in Russia, but they might not be in Russia and they might not be for that for that reason. Yeah, they may um, be from the 2012 invasion of Georgia or whenever it was. Well, there is a, that's another good point. There's a lot of video that's being passed around on social media as though it just happened yesterday that's as old as several years of, you know, oh look, the Ukrainians are attacking the Russian tanks with Molotovs. No, that's from 2014 or whenever it was, right? Like these things mm-hmm. are not really happening now. And that's another interesting point uh, that Well, they uh, might be happening now, but those images aren't aren't but real. But that's the thing. Ukraine still has internet. So if there is in the streets fighting going on, you know there would be videos coming out that are fresh. Do you see a lot of racism in your in your everyday life in Georgia? Um absolutely I do. Um that's wow. too I'm bad. My, Did I'm you move to point. Georgia, Stephen? Or are you from Georgia? Um on and off. My parents are from here. I was born in Virginia. I moved back and forth. Um, but to answer, uh, is that Mr. Nobody asking that question? Yeah, that was nobody. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at my neighbor's clan flag right now. Oh, my God. Jesus. At your neighbor's what? Clan flag, he said. Clan flag. Literally open. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What were you yeah. calling about tonight? Um. So I said yesterday that I think that um, a large part of what's going on in Ukraine is a power grab to keep us from defending ourselves. Um, and I want to call out, I guess, the 43rd president of these of these ununited states. Um, he got really up in arms um, in, I guess, 08, 07. 43 China... was Obama. Is that Bush? Yeah. Was Obama? No, I'm, Bush. Uh, I'm talking about Obama. Is he not... Is, Obama forty three or forty four. I don't know. I th- I thought Trump was forty five, but I don't pay. Trump attention. was forty five. Well, George W. Okay. Bush was definitely two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Yeah, so that would be the Bush would have been forty three then, because Obama came before Trump. In the state of Georgia, cops cannot go into a church building without the permission of the executor, like officer. I highly doubt that. Um. Go, I will send you a video. Are you saying they can't get a warrant to search a church building in Georgia? Um, If they want a warrant, it has to come from the attorney general's office in Atlanta. um, And they're not right. So they can search your church building. They're not not writing that warrant because. um, Don't tell the Catholics. They're trying to get a warrant for, um, and they've been trying for years, over snake-toting Baptists. because they want to remove the snakes, snakes, um, and they have to protect the Baptists or the snakes. <laughs> uh, to protect the children that have been bit by the snakes. Okay. Hmm. 
Yeah. Dude, you are giving me a headache. Well, I guarantee you <laughs> that if they uh, you know, are to allege that you've got a bunch of marijuana in your church, they're going to get a warrant, and they're going to search um, it. They can't for the Rastafarian church in Atlanta. Really? Okay, I'd be interested yeah. in hearing the uh, the details of that case. Yeah. Um, the Rastafarians will not give me marijuana unless I sign their thing. I'm mm-hmm. not signing their thing because I don't believe their stuff. Yeah, I think first time Ukrainians will object to call it the Ukraine. I think it's supposed to be referred to as Ukraine. Yeah, I uh, still I still have that old habit. Well, I mean, isn't the Ukraine like the mountainous region or something, and Ukraine itself is the country? That's a good question. I don't know. I hate to be politically correct. Yeah, like if you were to eat, like in Croatia, you could talk about the Kraina. It's just a region, right? It's not, mm-hmm. it's not a nation state. So, But with, with Ukraine, you, you call it the Ukraine. It just sounds like you're referring to like a mountain range or something like that. So, although there are not very many of those in Ukraine, <laughs> hmm. uh, but it, but anyway, I've been noticing some things about the war that uh, other people seem to be missing. Um, the first thing is that this is it's so senseless what they're doing. It seems like the only reason they could be doing it, it would be to provide some sort of diversion for China to invade Taiwan or something like that. When you say they, uh, are you referring to the the entire conflict in Ukraine? Yeah, the yeah the conflict in Ukraine. My suspicion before it even started was that all this business in Ukraine is to distract the United States while China does the real war and takes Taiwan. But uh, I don't think China so far, needs the distraction. I mean, if, if China wanted to invade Taiwan, I don't see any reason why they need Russia to run. You know, interference. Yeah. China's China. They're bigger and they're they're tougher than Russia. Russia is still going to want to sell its uh, energy to somebody. Sure. So let's say it starts selling it to China. Okay. Well, that means that China has to buy less from Australia, mm-hmm. which means that uh, you know is Australia an oil producer? Uh, Australia is a natural gas producer and a coal mm. producer. They're a big coal producer. Okay. Um, and that's actually uh, China kind of screwed itself by cutting off uh, Australian coal earlier earlier this year um, in retaliation, I think, for Australia supporting the Hong Kong protesters. Hmm. Um, but but the thing is, if the same amount of stuff is going into the world market, then it seems like they're the market should balance it out. It may be more expensive to, to transport it because of course, efficient routes have been set up to, uh, to handle the status quo and the routes that, that handled the new status quo might be diff might be less efficient mm. at first, but um, well, it won't do the people of Europe any good for that oil and natural gas to go to China rather than Europe. Uh, well, the, the the question is then, would China be buying less from other places? We had started talking about the Poland invasion in 1939, and contrary to popular opinion, uh, this was like, again, the Nazis were, the, the Poles were actually pretty effective against the Nazis, especially after the surrender, strangely enough, and that, that's what they're not thinking about. You know, people like when, the, when Afghanistan was invaded by the U.S., it was all about in, in Iraq. It was all about, you know, that first six weeks, you know, and people were not looking past that point. It was just a question of whether the enemy was going to surrender. And really, the real battle takes place after the surrender. 
Yeah, I think that's definitely true, and that shows to a great extent the power of decentralization. I mean, the uh, the sitting government is decent is centralized. You know who they are, you know, so you can capture them and and mm-hmm. make them capitulate. But it's you don't know who the resistance is um, by almost by definition. Right. And if you're planning to occupy the country, it's going to be, you know, they're going to keep attacking you and you never know when. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, if they have if they are motivated, if they if they are uh, uh, committed to having you out, they will keep fighting. And certainly the Afghans and the Iraqis were committed, committed. to having us out. And I don't think we, uh, I don't think the uh, U.S. government ever completely pacified either Afghanistan or Iraq. The European Commission president, you got to love this lady's name, Ursula von der Leyen, announced on Sunday that the EU will ban the Russian media outlets RT and Sputnik, accusing them of spreading, quote, harmful disinformation, unquote. Mm. She didn't specify whether this ban will apply solely to television broadcasts or whether RT and Sputnik's websites will be affected. In what she called an unprecedented step, von der Leyen announced that, quote, we will ban in the European Union the Kremlin's media machine, she said the state-owned Russia Today and Sputnik, as well as their subsidiaries, will no longer be able to spread their lies to justify Putin's war and to sow division in our union. Why the hell not? Just spread your own lies to counter theirs and yin and yang. That's what they you've always CNN done. They let CNN spread their lies, don't yeah. they? Well, the CNN would be spreading the EU's lies. They wouldn't be trying to counter uh, the EU's lies, likely. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, so, yeah, clearly they they don't believe in their lies hard enough, right? Like, they don't think their lies can uh, can detract the uh, the Putin lies. Just lie good harder. Enough. So they, they want to ban instead. <laughs> she says... They're lying as hard as they can. And, and here's a, I feel like they could do better. Here's a disturbing statement. She continued saying, quote, We are developing tools to ban toxic and harmful disinformation in Europe. I've heard uh, some some of your show tonight on online radio box, and I have heard Arya asking if Ukraine is uh, mountainous. Uh, mountainous. It's uh, not all, but some part of it, like 10% is mountainous. Actually, many people went there on their cars because uh, it's far from Russia and uh, it's less chance of getting shot, something like that. Okay. Hmm. What else did can you want to share? Can you hear me well? Yeah, we got you loud and clear. You sound great. Yeah. Okay, super. Uh, so we still have some uh, bombing here, uh, some shots, uh, maybe today even more than usually, the explosions. But Now, hold on. When you say you've quiet... got bombing uh, here, what, what do you mean? Uh, what is being bombed in Kharkiv, where you are? Uh-huh. So uh, I'm not sure if it's... Uh, actually bombs, but uh, just some explosions that mm-hmm. are happening outside the city. That's what I hear from, from my spot. And, Do you know uh, if I, there I, are I, any military bases in or around Kharkiv, the U- Ukrainian uh, military? Do they have any bases nearby? Yes, uh, a lot. Lots of them, mm-hmm. even more than usually. Okay, yes. so it's possible more that... More bases than usual? 
Uh, yeah, people, uh, we have now many volunteers who really want to help. I'm glad to hear that things are relatively quiet for you there. I mean, they might be a little you know, noisy as far as the, uh, the explosions coming from outside the city, but thankfully for you, at least, no explosions in your immediate vicinity and no uh, gunfire is happening uh, in your immediate vicinity. So I'm glad to hear that you are relatively safe, all things considered. Yeah, yeah, I am safe uh, yet, uh, and uh, I'm actually not following many news because I want to have my peace of mind and uh, not to go crazy with all that information. Because some people they are uh, like obsessed over it. Yeah, they're obsessed. Uh, they're uh, like very anxious. Uh, well, plus they, it's uh, not good make- information anyway. So really. You know, it's probably better off you just follow your eyes and ears and any trusted friends that are actually witnessing things that you can say for sure really did happen because some of the videos that are being passed mm-hmm. around are are not real. At least they're not from recently. They're from years ago in some cases. Uh, and- I mean, that's what we learned during mm-hmm. COVID. If it wasn't for the media, I mean, just looking around, living your life, no one would have ever known mm-hmm. that there was a pandemic that's happening. True. Exactly. This story from the Western uh, propaganda, the Associated Press, says Russian forces shelled Ukraine's second largest city today. Huh. So, we just spoke to someone who's in Ukraine's now, second largest city. It is the city. second largest city, so it's possible that the shelling happened in a part of the city in which she didn't find herself. But I mean, if you lived in New York City and New York City was being shelled, wouldn't, yeah. it, wouldn't you know... I mean, you wouldn't have to rely on Western news outlets to tell you that. You would have a friend of a friend or something who was like, yeah, man, I was totally there when bombs started falling from the sky. The claim is a video supposedly come out of uh, Kharkiv with uh, showing residential areas being shelled with apartment buildings shaken by repeated powerful blasts. Flashes of fire and gray plumes of smoke could be seen. Footage released by the government from Kharkiv depicted what appeared to be a home with water gushing from a pierced ceiling. What looked like an undetonated projectile was on the floor. Authorities in Kharkiv said at least seven people had been killed and dozens injured. They warned that casualties could be far higher. And, of course, the Russian military is denying targeting residential areas despite abundant evidence of shelling. Going on. And seven. I mean, there were six people stabbed in the New York subway last week. Really? So yeah. <laughs> Did um, the American military kill like nineteen at a wedding in Afghanistan or something? Uh, yeah, if not more. yeah, they did. There's a little bit of good news, and that is Binance, which is one of the largest, if not the largest, cryptocurrency exchanges on the planet, says they have no plan to freeze user accounts in Russia. Quote, we are not going to unilaterally freeze millions of innocent users' accounts. Crypto is meant to provide greater financial freedom for people across the globe. To unilaterally decide to ban people's access to their crypto would fly in the face of the reason why crypto exists, which is actually what you said earlier. That's so true. That's surprising uh, to hear from me. I gained some respect for Binance. Let me take a little bit of that away. Here's the rest of the the statement. Quote, however, we are taking the steps necessary to ensure we take action against those that have had sanctions levied against them while minimizing impact to innocent users. Should the international community widen those sanctions further, we will apply those aggressively as well, Mm. said Binance. So basically, you can't wire... Money See, to Binance from a Russian should bank. should be Switzerland, completely, uh, completely neutral, 
Um, you know, trade is a human right. And you don't lose your human rights because you live under a bad government. And I uh, that has to be my position because my position is that all governments are bad. They are. So, well, uh, crypto <laughs> is that. But these centralized exchanges can't be that because they're centralized. Yep. Honestly, I if I had to read a story from RT or from AP, I think I'm going to probably believe find the AP one a little bit more believable just because – they're not funded by the Russian government. They don't, I don't, I personally don't think they have a, you know, any sort of a propaganda approach to their news. Have you and, not been paying you know, attention in the last <laughs> couple of years? Apparently not. I mean, I, apparently, you know, there there must not be any reputable news sources. I mean, uh, that, so I would say there are none. What, what, how do you define a reputable news source? Your own eyes and ears at this point. I mean, yeah, I mean, I agree with you, nobody. There are yeah. no reputable news sources. I mean, I don't know about are, uh, it, uh, about uh, uh, AP, but I know that uh, Routers came out and uh, and published some uh, oh, Reuters. Very Reuters came out and published some very questionable stuff. And uh, Jimmy Dore went up and looked up the CEO of. Uh, of that news service and turns out he's a director at Pfizer. That's correct. Um so uh and he's also a fellow of the um World Economic, uh, World Forum. Economic Forum. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.